Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tea at the Crossroads. Um, currently, we are on a call with Vexy, our favorite astrology queen. Um, Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about like astrology, um, how it's like affected everybody like during the pandemic kind of uh do a little deep dive into it maybe uh learn a thing or two get excited um we i currently i am by myself we are having technical difficulties hopefully courtney will join us again here soon um so let's get this thing started um yes how have you been I have been excellent. Uh, life's really taken off for me, and I'm getting ready to go to school in the fall. So I'm just taking it yes. day by day. Yes, yes. Um, what have, what are you going to go to school for? I'm going to be going to school for acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, and I'm going to be beginning a doctorate program. Wait, that's exciting. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so really excited. Speaking of Chinese. You know I love herbalism. Um, I am thinking about enrolling in, like, the Chestnut School for Herbalism. Okay, cool. And, like, take that course because I would love to, like, have, like, an herbalist side gig, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, knowing the healing arts is so fulfilling. Like, you're always going to be able to enrich your own life and also touch the lives of other people. Yeah. And there's just something so beautiful and inherently spiritual about it. Yes. And especially like, I feel like it's, you can connect to it a lot because like for me, I don't really like, whenever I decide that like, I want to take care of my body, I don't really like go to doctors. <laughs> I know that like, controversial <laughs> brave, um, but like doctors, I don't, I, for whatever reason, just terrify me. I feel you. And so I just like make a little tea of something and hope it works. To be honest, that's all that I do. <laughs> yeah. And like the more sensitive you are to your body and its state of optimal health, the more you're able to notice when something kind of throws your energy off. Because, you know, yes. health is a manifestation of like the energy in and through you. And that's why you'll fall into misalignment. You know, and that's what sickness and illness literally is. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, so do you like get acupuncture done? And like how regularly would you say like you get it done? So I haven't gotten acupuncture since I moved uh, closer to Boston. I just haven't been able to find a practitioner. Um, but it's a really wonderful therapy. It's I've used it for pain management in the past and I've even noticed benefits when I had seasonal allergies um, and I was getting it done about once a week or actually I think um, every other week for a little bit and yeah it's an amazing therapy a lot of people are so like scared and nervous about it because of the um, the presence of needles but really they're so small and thin that you barely feel them and I think that that's a mental block that keeps people from connecting with it as a therapy yeah I've always wanted to try acupuncture. I feel like it would be like, I don't know, like kind of like a release, you know? 
because I, I, yeah. I, I've always felt like there's like energy just like tensed up in different spots in my mm-hmm. body and I feel like those needles just like hit it just right for it to just yeah exactly <clears throat> yeah well, um, like there's all these meridians throughout your body which is essentially like energetic highways where roads meet and there's like a science to knowing where exactly those meridians are on a person and that's why you'll feel such relief or release when there is you know a, a point that's placed because it's right on that energetic highway it's kind of siphoning off any excess energy or kind of triggering the healing response in that tissue area to say hey we need more attention from the body to this location no it's really really incredible stuff so would you would you say like energy and like tension come from like trauma like even the like not just like trauma to the body but like mental and energetic trauma you know like from energy vampires and like mental traumas and stuff yeah definitely i think that if a misalignment or an ailment were to get out of control like it would definitely see a physical and mental manifestation and that's why it's so important to like be able to check in with yourself put yourself in the present moment and understand what you need because when we let's say that we have a trauma and we don't resolve it or we don't even recognize that it's there our body wants to heal so that's when you're going to begin experiencing you know physical symptoms of trauma where you know maybe you have digestive upset maybe your shoulders and neck hurt and that's how your um that's how your spirit is trying to like get healing like okay if you're not going to respond to this mental stimuli i'm giving you then i'm going to bring in a physical stimuli that is going to you know affect how you are operating on a daily basis and that's usually when people will get help or even acknowledge that there's a problem oh my gosh oh wait i love that i love that too and i also love the fact that i can hear you guys now Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, she's back everybody Courtney. Yay. hello <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there's a literal hurricane happening outside. I was like, oh. why is my Wi-Fi so bad? And then I looked outside and it's like chaos. So I switched oh, to my phone boy. and so we should be good now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do not let me interrupt though. I'm gonna let y'all continue and I'll just jump in whenever. <laughs> um so have you ever like tried out Tai Chi? Because I know like Tai Chi is kind of like the practice of like moving energy through your body as like at least that's what i've like researched and so I haven't, I haven't done much so <laughs> <laughs> um i haven't felt called to tai chi quite yet um it's a little s- too slow moving for me but um the benefit of moving energy through your body i experienced that when i dance and that's where i've been yes. able to get like that therapy yeah I would love to learn more about Tai Chi and also Qigong as I, you know, advance in my studies. I'm, I'm, nice. I've always like seen videos of it. I've never like actually tried to do it. Also because I feel like that's kind of one of those things where you need to like find somebody, like a teacher or something to teach you that. Yeah. Sure. I feel like that's what that is. Yeah, there's like a whole philosophy to it too. You can't just mm-hmm. go through the machinations of it and 
to have done Tai Chi. As you said, it has such a strong energetic base. Yeah. Um, so other energies, do you, so whenever you work with, cause you're, um, known to at least me and Courtney as like our, our astrology queen, <laughs> if we ever have an astrology question, we can come to you. Yeah. Um, do you work with like the heavenly bodies a lot whenever, like in your practice? I do. Um, I'm constantly in, if you will, in communion with the heavenly bodies. Like I've really taken astrology into I've been doing it for five years and it started as just a curiosity or as in a way in which I could explain the things that were happening to me and the way that I knew myself. But at this point, I see astrology as like a language uh. that helps me kind of decode the mysteries of life. And, you know, there's so much that goes on that you kind of subscribe it to, okay, this is just something that happens. Then you kind of move through that time in, in like a period of unawareness and Astrology is like a language of awareness. Mm. Mm. That's deep. I like it. A language of awareness. Like what, I guess, where does that awareness come in? Like how does having an awareness of astrology impact you on a daily basis, like day to day in every single moment? How does knowing astrology impact you? Well, like... I'll go through moments where something feels off or something doesn't come and flow as readily as I would think that it would. Um, being a Virgo, like I like to have everything laid out. I have a vision for how things are going to go. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, life happens and things don't go the way that you want. Maybe there's a few setbacks. Maybe you're just thrown completely off course. And um, those are actually things that I've been experiencing these last few weeks as, you know, we're in a few retrogrades and we're also in a window of eclipse season and just like being able to go to my chart or to go to astro.com and say okay this is what's going on this is the energy that is present in the collective i'm not sitting here suffering alone unable to make sense of something Mm -hmm. this is just something that we are going through nice I love that you say that astrology is a language of its own because it really is. Like I just hear people like you talk about astrology and I've been around the astro space and I know like a lot of the terms and the language, but like hearing the way that people break it down, I'm like, whoa, this is like so over my head and so complex and so like rich. I'm like, how do you even begin to understand this stuff? Because it really is like, there's so many layers to it that it is its own language like there's structure there's almost like grammar to the way that the planets interact and like there's so Mm -hmm. much to it to like uncover and so I'd love to hear about how you kind of found your own way to work with this language and how you began to understand all of it and dive into it yeah yeah well as I said you know I was using astrology as a way to understand the things that have happened to me and kind of build a definition for myself and just kind of understand where I was coming from. And so that was the primary like reason for getting into astrology. But what I started with was just looking at my own chart. Um, and I would pick like, okay, this is a funky little glyph. I'm gonna look this one up and let's say it was Mercury and Libra. And I would go and I would research Mercury and Libra. I would focus on what resonated, I would hold space for what didn't. And I pretty much just went and did that throughout my whole chart. And what has helped me as an astrologer 
has also been memorizing my own chart, but that might just be a Virgo thing. Like I just want to like <laughs> have that knowledge on tap, you know, whenever I want. And, you know, so that has been great. And then like having that knowledge of like what resonates and like what associations are in my chart and then applying it to like transits and, you know, sometimes I'll read somebody else's chart and I'll be like, Oh, you're a Virgo too. I ha- kind of have an understanding of how our energies would go together or you're a Pisces. Yeah. I have a, you know, me and you, we're, we're going to be interesting pair, you know, because of the opposition <laughs> and yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. I love I, that. And I, I've always wanted to know like what everything meant in my birth chart, but uh, I feel like I, whenever I look at it, I just get very overwhelmed. I'm just yes. Like, there's, a lot happening. Yeah. there's a lot happening and I don't know where to start. And so every time I look at it, I'm like, I don't know where to start. So I'm just gonna, we'll save this for another day. Yeah. Well, it's best to start with your sun sign and your big three. The big three are the sun, the moon, and your rising sign, which is also known okay. as the ascendant. And those are kind of, that's the foundation of who you are as a person interacting with the world and interacting with astrology. Um, you know, you have in that triad, you have your appearance, the way that you come across, your ego, your personality, and the way that you emote, you know, your emotions. So that's usually where I try to steer people in general. And then from there, like working outward, you know, go through the inner planets, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and then, you know, the outer planets, including Pluto. Pluto is a planet. We consider Pluto a planet in astrology. Mm-hmm. And I will die on that hill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't really know how to, like, help people sometimes when they're like, okay, so I put all these asteroids on my chart and I'm trying to understand the lines. Because, like, you, you really need to build that language repertoire first. Yeah. Or at least understand how you interact with your chart through those big three. So, would you say, could you use, like, astrology as divination? In a way. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, do you how, like, do you use, like, a comp? So, whenever I'm talking divination, do you use, like, a combination of astrology and, like, tarot cards or, like, a pendulum or, like, crystals or, or what would, what would you say, like, how would you dip, divine something? Well, my definition of divining is kind of like just getting in touch with, like, what you expect to happen. Mm-hmm. you know like manifesting so like i'll use astrology as a way of like timing things um i'm not somebody who bases every decision off of it but like i know that okay you know maybe i shouldn't be doing all of this paperwork maybe i actually am more apt maybe i shouldn't be buying a car at the start of mercury retrograde that is a really big not only purchase but also event and i don't want to cross communication lines so mm-hmm. i'll use it for divination in that way but really my relationship with astrology is way more passive than it has been in the past. I pretty much have just, you know, I've surrendered to the cycle and I just like see what it illuminates for me and then I pay attention and I focus on that. And the reason why I can adopt such a, a focused 30-day site is because I know that astrology, or my in my experience, astrology is very balanced. There's, you know, 360 degrees, there's 365 days. Everything is going to get touched. So, like, you don't have to think about four or five months from now more than you would if you were acknowledging that the big event was coming up. You know, like, it's okay to just 
and experience the lessons that you need to now. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... Listen, that's something that I've been, like, <laughs> picking up recently is, like, girl, what are you doing? Stop thinking about... <laughs> stop thinking so far ahead. You're thinking a little too far ahead. Calm down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that happens to everybody. I still yes. struggle with it, but it's nice to be able to, like, drop back down. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So, speaking of dropping back down, we're co- <laughs> coming back to, like, Earth. I recently it's been raining so much in Texas and it's so annoying. Um, but the other day I went out there and I just like sat in the grass and the rain and the mud and I was like, I have never felt more present in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. I we've had drought here. So astrology, I know it's like very spiritual do you have because I know like for me whenever I get like whenever I get very like into like the craft and very into my studies I tend to not be like here you know like present Mm -hmm. on earth it's more like in the astral and like all that good stuff do you feel like sometimes it's hard for you to to come back down to earth and like be present like in the moment sometimes? In the beginning I did, I was having a really hard time with it, especially, you know, in air seasons, like Gemini season, I had a lot of trouble. And I still have some trouble when a planet originally enters a sign, the first third of its time there. It takes me a second to transition, but, um, and calling awareness to cycles in my life for about three or four years through astrology. And I've known like, okay, you know, for me, I don't have any water in my chart and Gemini has always been a really tricky season. So I understand that to an extent when the sun enters Gemini and cancer, I'm going to feel a little debased. I'm going to feel a little ungrounded, but then I call on, you know, the universe or I call on my own resources and say, okay, well, how can I ground myself and support myself? Like, what are my resources? so that I can better navigate this time because you are not powerless. Mm. You know, you don't have to just be tossed in the storm. You know, you can prepare and that's the way that yeah. I kind of approached it. Nice. Mm. I see every time I talk to you, I want to learn about astrology <laughs> because it's like the way that you use it is just it, it not only grows with you as a person, but you just, like, get a more firm grasp on it. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah your growth has been incredible. Just, like, seeing how much you've grown as a person through your practice and how your practice has evolved. It's really refreshing. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much. You can't see, but I'm blushing. if zoom would have worked right yes (laughs) but um the way that i've seen astrology really is you know your chart is a circle i see it as a spiral but i see it as a spiral up you know the more awareness the more you integrate the more you understand the higher that you get in your own awareness you're kind of be able to see like a bird's eye view of it and it always like you know it 
kind of breaks my heart when somebody comes to me and is like, oh God, you know, I'm a cancer. I can't stand it. All I do is cry, blah, blah, blah. Or what are all these red lines? Um, then the software that I use, the red lines mark harder um, aspects that there's like conflict, but there's also huge growth there. And when I have people come to me and they're like, I'm just a cancer or, you know, I have too much Gemini. It's like, okay, but you know, you are the only person that's going to be able to transcend and learn from that energy. You're the only person that's going to be able to take that straw and turn it into gold. Like you are amazing just as you are. And like, there's no reason for anybody to, you know, take a crap on a cancer or Gemini or Capricorn because your son might be in Taurus or your son might be in Virgo, but like you still have cancer in your chart. You still have Capricorn in your chart. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, in my time, like my sister is cancer. Up until a few years ago, we didn't have a good relationship. So I had a lot of associations geared towards cancers in a negative light. And I'm actually super excited for um, the next season, which is cancer, because like I'm going to do so much growth. I love exploring the water signs. But um, also, like, you know, I have cancer in my 11th house from the 10th to 11th house a little bit. Uh, being a Virgo rising and I've been able to connect with it more than I have before and I actually found out a few days ago that having cancer in the 11th house puts more of a focus on finding joy and having aspirations of personal growth and that like makes so much sense to me and to have a realization like that just shows that I am as much a cancer as I am a Virgo Mm -hmm. And, and same for you guys and whatever you know element or sign maybe feels the farthest away from you and it's just a astrology in a way is like coming home to yourself coming back to your own home yes speaking of elements i know that we um had the question of the week last yeah. week oh, yeah and that was um what came first the elements or spirit <laughs> um so Let's talk about that for a second because I feel like spirit. Um, <clears throat> I feel like everything has spirit, and I feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> like even I've been thinking about it for like three days now, like oh continuously, and I'm like I really don't know. Because I'm like still, I'm still team spirit came first. That's my conclusion. But I'm curious to see like what you've been meditating on. I'm my thing is is if spirit came first, then what was the chaos that they that spirit just like filtered everything through and made the elements? I don't know. <clears throat> Chaos is energy, and energy is an element to me. It's because it's what makes up the material world. Everything in the material world is energy, um, but not everything in the material world is spirit. Spirit is, is mm. the energy of life. It's the life force. And so this chair in front of me, it has energy, and it has something for me to interact with, but it doesn't have a spirit. It's not living, breathing. It's not empathic. It's not conscious. It's not sentient. So for me, that life force is the sustaining thing that allows element to exist in this universe in a way that's interactive if that makes sense yes 
Yeah. No, so yeah. I feel like that life force came first mm-hmm. and then energy. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I Because I feel like <laughs> the elements had to have been out of control and something like and, 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 and then it was created. Spirit was created out of the elements. I, that's what mm. I think. <clears throat> but then how did the elements take form without any creative direction? I They were that's there. They were just there first. But the if it was all were... just energy and chaos, how did things take form? Like how did humans become humans without some sort of creative direction, whether that be a deity or, you know, some just life force energy? I think in order for the earth and the world as we see it with such intentionality and design there had to have been spirit to shape all of that chaos in the beginning that's the way that i perceive it i i think i'm thinking of it as like the chaos was the elements and then spirit was spirit came and just calmed it all down and like create yeah i mean that's, that's kind of life. how i see it yeah i think yeah. we just have it like kind of opposite where it's like i think the spirit came first and then the elements but you're like the elements were chaos and then the spirit came in to tame the elements which i also agree with yes. that i think that both are yeah are how i could think about it interesting vexy what are your thoughts I think that it comes down to perception and mm-hmm. maybe if we didn't have like linear time it would be easier to like explain it. Like, this is like, you know, trying to figure out um, space without like seeing the sky. You know, like, I don't think that as human beings we have enough pieces, but the relationship between energy and matter, I kind of see it as, you know, energy is light. And I think that any material possession or any perception that we have around us is like, like right now I'm looking at a painting in this room you know that might just be lighter and slow down enough to a rate that we can actually perceive it at yeah exactly Mm -hmm. from that I think that spirit created the elements you know like energy became the elements as it became more more. like yeah yeah to put simply interesting it's such a yeah, such a fun thing to think about. I it's lo- very intriguing. Yes, it's I, it's like I feel like it's a it's a nice little psychology experiment. Just asking questions that will <laughs> curate different answers from different people. I love it. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. Um. Okay, so Pluto being a planet <laughs> is controversial. Yes. Controversial. In the real world, not in <laughs> astrology. Um, yeah. What would you say, like, Pluto would rule? As in, like, what kind of, like, aspects of a person or, like, an event would Pluto, like, lend its energy or knowledge to? So, the way that I see Pluto is it's a planet of intensity and it kind of... I don't want to say polarizes, but it draws to extreme whatever it touches. Um, It's also a planet of rebirth, transformation. I see it as a tower moment, usually. 
and it really it deals with our relationship with power and control. And of course, that language gains complexity when you introduce, you know, maybe the moon or maybe a square aspect.、Mm. But the, yeah, those are the traditional truths that I see for Pluto. Oh, okay. So, like, would you say that is? Could you categorize like the inner and the outer planets being like intensifiers, being like the outer planets and like the moment situation being the inner planet? If that, that makes sense. A, that's a really interesting question. So. Well, let's take it in third. So we talked about the big three being essentially what composes you as a person.、Mm-hmm. So a combination of the big three and the inner planets—Mercury, Venus, and Mars—that's kind of your personal world. That's your interpersonal world, the way that you interact with things on a one-on-one basis.、Mm. Now, when it comes to the outer planets, those are kind of external to you as a person. They're more akin to. Your transpersonal qualities as a soul having a spiritual experience, so they're a little harder to define, but it's because they're so extraneous to. I don't want to say the human experience, but just your day-to-day life in a way. That doesn't mean that one person is going to have a deeper day-to-day life if they have, you know, Neptune making a lot of aspects, or maybe they have like a lot of Pisces in their chart. But it draws awareness. Does that make sense? Like transpersonal, interpersonal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it kind of is like a depth of human experience. The more、oh, okay. outer planets you have going on. Okay. Yeah. Work, because that's <laughs> that's always like something that I've always wondered. Because the way that I've like read. About the planets, Mer- like Mercury, Venus, Mars are all very like. To I guess yeah, the I guess the wording was just weird, because now that you're like inter explaining it like interpersonal, transpersonal, it makes more sense. Yeah,、um, and to just use my own chart as an example in a way,、um, like right now I actually have a section of my chart that is. Primarily being dominated by outer planets and their transits, and then in contrast, you know, the rest of my chart has like you know the inner planets moving. And when the inner planets move, you might feel like a focus shift to like the house that that planet is in. You might feel, yeah, like really a shift. But there, when an outer planet moves, like it feels like there's an inner work shifting, and it's like almost feels like a destiny. As opposed to like, a, hey, this is what you could be focusing on right now. It's a difference between like a nudge and a cosmic push. Okay, I'm learning so much. I'm like taking notes right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this see, this is why I love talking to Vexy because I'm just、Aww. like I learn all kinds of new stuff. I love and, talking to you guys too. Let's do this、uh, more. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um. So, how? Whenever would you want? Whenever you're like learning how to work like astrology, 
and like how to interpret and um, like apply to your life, would you say you you would start with like the inner planets and then work with the outer planets, or how well, would you want to go about doing that? I think you know start with what you resonate with and just take it slow. Like if you feel a certain proclivity for Pluto or Neptune and you want to start with that like I know people who are Pisces risings and they're actually triple Pisces like if you feel most called to Neptune and the way that it moves then by all means start with Neptune there's no grading scale there's no level of advancement you know Mm. some people when they're learning a language they have an easier time with the bigger words some people have an easier time with you know I am statements and we do Uh it really depends but like my best advice for learning astrology if you just take it slow you know it's always going to be there there's nothing you know rushing you and you just got to be open to like receiving and open to understanding and like so much of astrology is like your own relationship with what you're learning you know you yeah. can read every single book you can read every single website but until you create your own meanings there's you know there's always going to be something missing you're never gonna like i don't want to say level up by just like reading and writing i'm sorry reading and experiencing other people's experiences but so much of it is like what you build for yourself and when i got into astrology in the beginning like i was actually really frustrated with myself because i wanted to understand more but i knew that it was a matter of experience Mm -hmm. and so what helped me the most and this is like what has helped create me create a relationship with astrology is just like to whatever extent even if it's just like having five minutes in an entire month or maybe it's thinking about it every day like just be like okay this is how i'm feeling this is what's going on is there a correlation or how does what i read about this make me feel and just like doing that routinely through every season you know you because at that point you have something to go back on like, okay, this is how I was feeling last Gemini season. These are the events in my life that were going on. How do I feel about them now? Mm. You know? Yeah. Journaling has been really helpful for that. Mm-hmm. I love that you talk about building your own relationship with astrology because I feel like in my experience, I haven't studied astrology super deeply, but when I started, I always felt so limited because astrology is very scientific and alchemical and like Mm -hmm. it's very intentional and structured which is a beautiful thing but I also felt like I wasn't sure if it was safe to be able to use my intuition with astrology Mm -hmm. and to approach it in a way that was intuitive and was more like this is what I feel when I connect to the energy of this planet or this sign rather than this is the doctrinal like (laughs) definition of this planet and of this energy and of this sign so do you think there's space for intuition in the practice of astrology and if so like how do you play with that there is so much space for intuition in the practice of astrology like and i feel like maybe people get turned off because it's so structured and organized but you know i see astrology as a tool for self-awareness and personal Mm -hmm. growth and a way that I've described astrology to people who are interested or people who 
want to get their birth chart read is that this is an important thing to know because essentially your chart is a map of the entire entire known universe at the moment that you were born and that's why it's so important to have you know your birth time date and place for longitude and latitude it's a book that the universe has written just for you and it's all about you as a person there's so much room for growth there's so much room for personal interpretation and meaning and like the cool thing is is that you know yeah the sun might be at what 10 degrees gemini but guess what in a year it's going to be at 10 degrees gemini again and the year after that you know in the next year so like you don't have to feel like you have to act a certain way in this specific moment because it the nature of astrology is so cyclic and one of the reasons why i see it as a spiral upward is because you don't have to go through the same cycles and the same lessons and you can grow upward and like increase your level of intention and awareness as you go through your craft if this is something that you choose to apply to it. Nice. I love that. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like that was also something that was like I don't know like if I can handle like scientific like I, I, like it was very it was very scientific the way that it was structured and I don't know if I was very like open to that in the moment whenever I was yeah. doing it because like that's how a lot of the creators that I follow for some reason are all they all practice like very structured this is how it's done by the book very that uh, kind of practices and so fascinating to me because I'm like I could never do that (laughs) if somebody told me that this is how it's done and I have to do it this way I am going to throw a fit and do it my way Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was something that was like a little not for me in astrology but like Mm -hmm. talking to you it's just like no you can like you can it's very interpretive it's very like how you interact with it yeah it's exactly what you choose to make of it you know and one of the reasons why i like transits like i i can't tell you the last time that i read somebody's birth chart it's been forever and one of the reasons why i like the transits is it just it gives me an intention for what you know like if I know that we're going into Gemini energy and it's in my 10th house, I kind of have an idea of possibly what I might be walking into as a member of the collective having this 10th house transit, but it also enables me to set an intention, no matter how loose or strict that I want it to be, and I just kind of let life happen. And I try to adopt that lens, just surrender to the process. Mm-hmm. And that's been the most helpful for me. And one thing that I've begun doing, I want to say over the last few months, has been, is before a, the sun is leaving a sign, I kind of journal, I, I journal about, you know, my successes, uh, how I've felt throughout the past season, and I start to set like loose intentions. And then maybe three days into that season, uh, the next season, I, just journal 
and then it's just whatever lands on the page really and it's just it's so nice to just like open yourself up to seeing something in a slightly different window of awareness and yeah. you know and it's just like you know it's that level of interpretation intuition and surrender that has like enabled me to be able to see something so complex and seemingly regimented as a more fluid um it's a more fluid entity or a more fluid way of looking at things you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and on that same note i think that there is also so much value in the fact that astrology is this set container where it's like you know what you're going to get into every single time that you are working with a certain planet or a certain sign where it is like there are fixed elements of that sign and so it's like grounding so that you can have that fluidity but you can also have this like certainty of like this is what this sign or this planet feels like in my practice and I know how to work with this because I've worked with it so many times and because it does have that like ancient set prescription of what it is so I think that it's it's a nice balance between being able to play around but also knowing that there's always like that structure and intentionality within astrology yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I just remember like you know, the nice thing about astrology is it's so well balanced in and of itself, you know, four elements, three signs in each. And I just remember in the beginning, I was like, oh no, you know, we have a water season coming <laughs> up. I don't have any water in my chart. I'm going to sit here floundering around. You know, I'll, at the time, I also didn't like um, Gemini or Taurus energy, like going through it because I just didn't have like the resources. You know, I didn't have elements mm-hmm. in my chart. But like, what I like is that, you know, yeah, you know, we're in Gemini season. Yeah, we're going to go into Cancer season. But guess what? You know, in two months, we're going to be in an Earth season. Like, it's so well balanced and you never feel yeah. abandoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like, it's easier for you to connect with, like, elements that are in your chart than maybe ones that you have less of or, like, ones that aren't present in a chart, like, at all? Yeah. I definitely think that we have natural inclinations to the elements that we have a, you know, are born under, if you will. And that's, when I say born under, I don't mean like sun sign, but just, you know, there's 10 planets in your chart and four of them are in earth and five of them are in water, then those are going to be natural proclivities for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I first started, I connected a lot with the earth and fire elements, especially the fire element. And like that was a, a good basis for me because that was like a good bridge between understanding astrology away from my own person and also understanding myself as an astrologist who had these placements. But I've noticed that as life has progressed, I've actually been turning my focus more to what are the planets that, I'm sorry, what are the signs that, or elements that I don't have an emphasis on in my chart and for me that's water and taurus um and it's funny because i actually have all of my outer planets are going along um a fourth to seventh house axes which is essentially where fourth house is where you come from and the seventh house is like the self that you project outwards that you don't always recognize as yourself 
if that makes mm. sense. It's traditionally the house of the other. So the fact that I'm having all these planets towards the end of my chart is showing me like, okay, you know, I know who I am as ego, but what do I know as things that I don't identify with? You know, so that's why I'm focusing more on the other or the water. Mm. Yes. If that makes sense. Let me know if I don't make sense, please. No, that does. It's, it's like getting to know, getting to, it's like you already know yourself. So like, let's get to know other parts that maybe you don't really connect with. Yeah, it's just Very coming bad. back to your wholeness. Yeah. I love that. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna stay up all night watching astrology videos. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Yikes. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say that the learning doesn't it never stops either. Yeah. You know, like you can just keep going and going and going with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, there are just people that have been doing this for like 30 years, and I'm like, 30 years? Mm-hmm. Thoughts and and they're just like continuously learning too. It's like they don't stop. I feel like that's yeah. also another thing that like kind of deterred me from no like learning about astrology because like there just is no stop to it. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know the way that you just like break it down and just like this is how I experience it like maybe you could get the same experience I don't know it's very up to you and I just I love that yeah. well like when you think about it astrology has been around for thousands of years there's no definition or right way or wrong way to do it you know go through it choose you know move with what resonates leave what doesn't and just like your truth is so valid like your truth does not have to be anybody else's you are not your human experience and your relationship with anything astrology or otherwise is not based or compared or analyzed against anybody else's and that's why it's so freeing in a way yeah um Astrology talk with Vexy. Yeah. Look at that. I have a I... question. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just curious about like how has astrology impacted other areas of your spiritual practice? So like whether that's energy work or whatever it is that you're doing, like how does astrology inform the rest of your spiritual work? Well, at this point, I would say that astrology is a way of life. Um, mm. So... And I think that astrology, it helps me set intentions and kind of focus. Because, you know, if astrology is completely balanced, like I can focus more on water elementals, my relationship with water. Maybe I go to the beach. Maybe I connect with my emotions more through dance. Like that is, I would say, how it influences my spirituality. Um, I've never been somebody who was really interested in spell jars or you know, doing certain things in accordance with, you know, the days of the week. Like for me, um, you know, I'll, I'll move through the moon cycles. Um, that is about as witchy as I think I get at this point. 
<laughs> you know, where as things as moon is waxing, you what are you growing? What are you building towards? In full moon, it's culminating and waning. You're releasing, and then you know when it's new, you're beginning again. Um, but you know, I've always seen my spirituality through the lens of personal growth and just my relationship with my myself as a human being, as a soul, as you know an emotional body and so really with astrology it comes down to intention setting and like holding space for new truths to emerge it's more of a matter of facing a certain direction when a planet moves in a different sign you know yeah oh i love that i got chills that's that's beautiful <laughs> i was just curious <laughs> yes i i feel like that's how i i do my like craft except I use more like I use like more typically witchy stuff I use a lot of stuff like a lot of herbs <laughs> use a lot of herbs but usually whenever I do like my craft and like all the spells and stuff that I do it's usually to like self growth it's to mm-hmm. like move like a door that's that's like blocking me or something or like help me help me move through that door you know yes yes i love and not only that but i just love the complete differences that like my craft and your craft are like Mm -hmm. i love like how polar Mm -hmm. opposite they are it's so beautiful yes yeah Do you, like, okay, so do you, whenever it comes to, like, the heavenly bodies and all the the different planets and asteroids, do you feel like there is, like, an innate nature to them other than, like, what other people or, like, you experience individually? I definitely think that there's a basic framework for each planet or asteroid, um just as it's been passed down. Mm. I think that to an extent it is a truth of the planet, but I don't see it as static. There's nothing in astrology that is static and that's the paradox of it because it looks like here's this huge chart of, you know, where where do I begin this? But nothing is static. So I see associations and meanings of planets and asteroids more as launching points where you maybe embrace that definition, maybe you don't, maybe you jump in a with it and all is true and valid mm. so would you feel like like the the hard set this is kind of what everybody like it's a collective feeling in a way like everybody's come to an agreement that like this is like kind of what it is yeah i think it's like a culmination of a lot of people's truths but you know that does not invalidate the individual or not. But like no. you know, things people routinely Neptune as spirituality, esotericism, maybe you know these issues or such. People Mars is more energy, more focused and relational about the values mm-hmm. that actually is. But if you even think about it, like that is in a way such a loose definition. It's more just themes of that planet, you know. Yeah. Like it's 
it fractures in a way when it's like, okay, well, you know, Venus is a planet of love, values, and relationship. What is your relationship with love? What is your relationship with values mm-hmm. and self-worth? And how, you know, your relationship's gone would be taken from them. You know, it's more thematic. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely how, like, I feel like that's how all spirituality is. It's very mm-hmm. how you interact with it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, not everybody's going to have the same experience, girl. You know? Yeah. Um, Courtney, do you have any more questions? Do you have anything um, else? I'm trying to think. There was definitely something else that I wanted to ask, and then I lost it in the midst of our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written it down. Um, Bexley, is there anything else that's, like, that's on your mind right now that you're just like, oh, I've learned this really amazing lesson that I want to integrate right now? Or, like, what's something that you're learning? I'd love to just hear about that. Like, I just want to, like, say, you know, to anybody listening, like, you are so much more than your sun sign. Please, <laughs> please do not go read a pop astrology thing that says you're a Capricorn and tells you, you're straight-laced, this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. And then you're left sitting there like, I thought that I was so much more than that. You are so much more than that. Please do not let sun sign astrology like dominate your mm-hmm. life. Like you can you can look at all the asteroids. Like, you know, if you really wanted to get crazy with it, I don't recommend it. You could put every single asteroid on your chart. You are literally so much more than your sun sign. So don't and just take it day by day, take it slow. Don't be afraid to like talk to people or like explore astrological concepts with people, but like don't forget to like go back to yourself and like, you know, what resonates and what are you maybe not as receptive as you thought to at the moment. Just listen to your intuition with it. Intuition's your guide. I'm curious how you feel about the kind of astrological revolution that's happening right now with it becoming really like popular and in the culture and and more mainstream which I think is amazing but I'm also curious as someone like who studies astrology really heavily like what are your concerns with that like what excites you about that like I'm just curious how you feel well it's very exciting you know it's nice to see it I just hope that people are using it well you know, don't mm-hmm. use it to like influence your dating life or your perception of self. <laughs> or I'm going to avoid this person because they're a Scorpio and Scorpio Like, you have an open mind to it, but just like anything, you know, and astrology is very powerful. Um, the moon is very powerful. Pendulum and tarot is all powerful. It's all how you use it. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping and praying that these people who are like, embracing this into their lives and all the magic that it possesses and taking it with a grain of salt and they're remaining grounded yeah i see a lot of people using astrology as like a a personality test or like a they're just ascribing their entire i guess personality to their sun sign specifically and not diving deeper so i think that's a really good message of like exploring everything else about astrology and realizing that you are not confined by you know, a paragraph that you read online about your sun sign that you are more than that. So I think that's a really beautiful message. Well, 
I think that in a way, personality astrology is a passage.、Mm-hmm. You know, you go from you see yourself as you know a regular Joe Schmo who goes to work and everything. Then you engage with astrology, and in my experience, you get really far into personality astrology, and you're defining yourselves, and you're like subscribing all these beliefs. Then you get to a point if you like go through the practice enough where you're like, but is there all? Is that all that there is? And then that's in the、mm-hmm. moment where you have almost like a spiritual awakening, and you have like a darkening of the soul, when you kind of love of personality astrology, because like it doesn't, it's not meant to function as a mirror. It's not meant to function as a book of your good. It's okay that you can't do this. It's because you don't have any water in your chart, whatever. Like it's a tool of self growth. So when people like hit that personality, and then they like. Become dissatisfied with it, you know. That is a moment where, if they choose to, they can dive into it deeper and start using it more for its alchemical process or qualities.、Mm-hmm. And that is really where the magic happens. Nice. I love that you said it's a rite of passage because that's so true. Because that that tends to be the gateway into other forms of astrology, which I think people don't realize that there、mm-hmm. are like a lot of different. Traditions of astrology. Like right now, I practice、oh、astrotheology, theology, which is more like based in Judaism and、um, just Jewish tradition, which is a whole different kind of, ast- of astrology from what you're going to see in like Hellenic astrology or Vedic astrology or sidereal astrology. So it's、mm-hmm. all like there's so many different forms of it. I love it. I love that about it. I use the Placidus. House system right now.、Um, interested in Vedic, but you know I'm excited because there's just so much to explore with it.、Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways of looking at it. Wait, okay. Learn something new every day. I didn't know that there was different types of astrology. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. <laughs> I so many did not know、yeah. that. I thought it was just like the astrology that everybody knows. But you know what? Then again, we do live in America and. <laughs> Everything is always like、yeah. this is how it is.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I I practice more like Babylonian or、um, Judaic astrology, which is more based in like divination and prophecy. Like that's the emphasis of it. So we don't so use、cool. it. For, yeah. So like we don't use it so much for exploring our inner self or inner healing. Not that it can't be used that way, but that's just like. Not how traditionally they would have used it in that culture,、mm. and so there's so many different ways to culturally approach astrology. It's so dope. I love it. Oh my goodness! Wait, okay. And then、yeah. another thing that I'm adding to the list <laughs> of things to look up tonight. Yes, I feel like you would love Babylonian <laughs> astrology. You gotta look into it. You know, I just love Babylon. Yeah, I'd love <laughs>、oh. to like talk with you. Yeah, we will definitely have、I'd、to have to talk, talk with you about more about that. Absolutely. I wish I had time to dive into it here, but it's a lot. So, so I'm gonna spare you all. Kill you, yeah. Whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'll have to dive into that、uh, whenever we talk about Babylon and their spirituality and stuff. Yeah, we、Ooh, definitely still need to do that episode. Yeah.、Yes. Um. Hold on, I have my laptop yeah, right in front of me. Keep an eye on the transits. Keep an eye on the transits. <laughs> Um, transits. So, what would you, what what would define a transit for me? 
Like what? A planet what that would... is in motion. Okay, so it's like the so like whenever people say like transits through like Venus, that's like a planet moving through that sign. Well, it would be a transit through like Scorpio, but Venus would be what would be trans. Think about it. Um, I don't remember your charts, but you know, let's say that Courtney's Gemini moon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like that is your placement, but transiting moon would be in Scorpio, because that's the like your birth chart itself is static, but the transits are in the sense that they are constantly moving does that make sense yes the astrology is so complex yeah it's intense i love it (laughs) this is why people study it for like their entire lives and never get bored yeah i'm not bored yet i'm five years in (laughs) (laughs) i so yeah, no. I think that was the last question <laughs> that I had. Because, I, I, like, every time I look into astrology, or, or like, I go into Astro... Love Astrology... Is it astrology.com or is it Astro Cafe? I can't remember. Which one? Um, I use Astro.com, but whatever works for you. I think that's the one that I use. Because I think you told me to send you a screenshot of mine. And I did... And ever since then, that's the only um, one that I use, I think. Yeah. But, um... That's so many people. Like, every time I go on there, there, there's, like, an article or something about, like, how this is is transiting through something. And I'm just, like, I don't understand any of this. But I'm going to run with it and just nod my head and okay um the more time that you spend with your chart and get used to the energies that are in your birth chart the easier it's going to be to like apply transit okay hmm yeah because you're going to have an idea and then you're going to be like okay i know what i'm working with but now i'm feeling this what is triggering this reaction okay um so asteroids how do like they affect like a interpersonal uh, transpersonal like perspective which one do they like get categorized in so they considered to be minor planets uh there's a bajillion of them but i primarily work with (laughs) four when I do choose to. Um, they are Pallas Athene, Ceres, Juno, and Vesta. And they're based, I believe, on Hellenic astrology. And there's, um, I have worked with them recently, but those are, there are certain asteroids that have more of a emphasis, at least on the website that I use, but you know, you could really go wherever you want with that. You know, you might have a affinity for the name Cynthia. Maybe that means something to you. And there probably is an asteroid named Cynthia. It just is what it is. Like there are so many people that, you know, I think that people actually will go and like 
like oh that's a cool space rock you know can i put my name on it but like you know <laughs> that's just like how things happen so where i'm going with this is that if that name has meaning to you then you can put that in your chart and then subscribe in association to it based off of your intuition but um vesta nice. juno series and Pallas are the ones that i primarily use if i use them at all nice and how did you establish that connection to them like what made you choose them what did <laughs> well um <laughs> when i was <laughs> um well i think that when i was learning and like i started asteroids those were just the four most popular ones that came up and they were also the ones that were readily available in asteroid.com you can go and add additional objects as they're called to your chart and those were the ones that came up and they were seemingly the easiest ones for me to understand um like to give you guys a brief rundown i guess um juno is kind of associated with marriage i think luck in a way it's the goddess hera palace is like athena so she's strategy wisdom uh vesta is uh i'm not hellenic um but um series is nurturing mother energy so it really you know i was able to like integrate that knowledge of that into my craft to an yeah. extent and like i think vesta I've, i think vesta is hestia by the way <laughs> yes thank you yeah. yes hestia <laughs> yeah sorry She's didn't like mean to cut you off flame, right? <laughs> yeah. oh no i needed it I need <laughs> the goddess of the hearth. The yes, the domestic, the domestic queen. I think I'm all out of questions. Yeah, I think I'm content. Yeah, we did a really good deep dive. I learned a lot. Yeah, a lot more notes. That was great. <laughs> I know. I already have like three articles pulled up that I'm gonna read later. Right. Oh I can't goodness. wait to edit this because when I edit it, I'm just gonna like relearn all of this information and absorb it. <laughs> like, content. It's gonna be yes. great. <laughs> um, I came to listen. Yeah. So before we close out, do you want to tell everyone where they can reach you? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Where can they reach me? This is gonna be a pineapple moment, but I'll figure it out. In <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You guys can reach me at Going Full Lotus on Instagram, and also I have a Tumblr, Virgo hyphen not version, Virgin not version. Um, so V I R O V I R G O hyphen N O T V I R G I N. Um, the reason why I chose that username is because Virgos are not just virginal. Again, don't go based off just your sun sign. Um, but yeah, so you guys can find me there. And um, I am doing chart readings and transit analysis. Yes. Yay. And y'all get those uh, readings because um, I think what you gave, I know you gave me a reading and I still have it and go back and look at it sometimes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, I can't I, remember if I ever got a reading from you. I think I did. I don't know. I can't remember. It was, but I know that you're amazing at what you do. Yes. 
Vexy is one of the best that I have ever encountered. I love getting readings from Vexy. Aww. I love getting readings from you guys, too. Yeah, some of my... Some of my most fun readings have been like with you. I remember some of the stuff that I channeled in my old readings for you. Amazing. So cool. Yeah. Some of the coolest are like. I'm still like, holy shit, Courtney really pulled that all together, Jim. <laughs> yes, this woman is magical. It was so fun just like yes. channeling all of the things for you. Great. Such a fun time. Yeah. Well, we can always do it again. <laughs> but, um, Absolutely. Yeah. I need to write down, um, I just started my third journal. I'm going to need to write down some of the re- readings that you've given me because they're just so important. They're full of wisdom. I need that. Oh, I love you. I'm so glad. All right. Um, I guess we should officially close out and then we'll probably chit chat afterwards. But <laughs> let's okay. say goodbye to everyone listening. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to Tea at the Crossroads. My name is Courtney. I'm Kimberly. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye, Peace everyone. Out. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Tea at the Crossroads. I just wanted to say that y'all are amazing. And thank you so much for joining us every week. Um, make sure to hit up Bexy for readings, because her readings are literally the fucking best. I can't promote her enough, because she's just an amazing fucking person. Like, when I tell y'all I love this girl, I absolutely love her. She's so brilliant and so amazing, and I can't hype her up enough. Uh, well... Don't forget, her links are going to be in the description below. And yeah, super excited for next week's episode. It's going to be about the material world and how it affects our craft and stuff. And it's also going to be a crossover episode with Millennial Magic. Get excited! Um, Yeah, leave a rating and review, of course. As always, we'll see you next week. Later. Later.